Let's talk about that speech with Claire and Rachel. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Let's Talk About Speech podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Claire. And we're back after a little bit of a break. (laughs) We all need some time off during this like very hectic, crazy holidays conferences like how is it for you right now crazy yeah it is the same for me I feel like with being at a university the end of the semester Mm. like this time is like the hardest yeah is it finals time I'm like so far away from that I have no clue well and our we have our grad students do a case presentation of their client at the end which is like a really big deal for them and yeah also for us because it takes a long time because they go through it and then we have to we have a whole thing to fill out for them and yeah yeah, it's just a lot but yeah I know we like this coming week is parent teacher conferences so those are late day yeah Yeah, it's just Yeah. Uh, plus all the other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I feel it. So we have kind of a fun off the cuff um episode planned for you guys. We're gonna go through a couple different categories or question areas and just kind of list our favorite or go-to resource that we've been using currently. And maybe we'll talk about if that's changed um compared to when we started as an SLP to now but let's get into it. I'm excited. I was just telling Rachel, I really haven't planned for a lot of these. So it's all going to truly be like what first comes to mind, which I think is awesome. (laughs) Um, and yeah, I'm excited to hear what Rachel says too, because I don't know what she's going to say. So I think we first wanted to just talk about articulation therapy, um, or speech sounds in general, because I feel like, you know, as a whole, Artic phonology and CAS, there's a lot of resources that are good for all of them. Um, so let's talk therapy materials first. I have lately been a huge fan of lesson picks and I feel like I probably took Rachel's cause I know she likes lesson picks too. You um, didn't, but it is a goodie. I love lesson picks. It's just so easy. And there's like the sound finder and the like position, like you can say where the position of the sound is and people have so much stuff already pre-made and it's only $36 a year, which is like really not anything. Um, and fun fact, if you're affiliated with a university, um, they do have a free program for graduate students. So if you're a graduate student affiliated with a university, um, you can probably figure out a way with your program. It has to go through the program, but um, to get it for free as like a trial, a free trial as a grad student. So it's awesome. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. I yeah. did not know that. They're great. They're so good. They, <sighs> um, one of their, um, one of the people that works for them comes and talks to our grad students, like a virtual training for oh, yeah. and it's amazing. It's such a good program. We also, um, should hopefully in the coming weeks, I know we're probably going to take a break around the holidays, but we do have someone that I met at the talking AAC conference lined up that it works with lesson picks for Mm -hmm. them. 
Um, and she's going to chat with us. So I'm super yeah. excited about that. Okay. I feel like my go-to for this is probably everyone's, but feel like it's just a classic with the Biorum cards yes. mm-hmm. I actually just ordered okay so you know the regular deck how they're mm-hmm. like smaller right like the little yeah. squares I just ordered the jumbo one Ooh. where they're bigger and I, I don't ha- think I even knew they made jumbo ones. yeah that's so awesome I, I'm pretty sure it's the exact same deck yeah if it's not it might be like two or three bonus cards oh, but I think fantastic. it's the same deck and um, I just ordered it bigger because I've been waiting because it's pricey. I get money yeah. through my school district. That's what I decided to use it for. And I haven't gotten it yet, but I'm really excited. Yeah, that's awesome. They yeah. have so many good decks too. I don't know if you've seen like the R deck. There's an R deck and an Est, like a Lisp deck. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think they also have some for language too, which is really cool. I do have a prepositions one, which yeah. is great for yeah. my like early, like my young fives and kindergarten classes that yeah. those kids always seem to come in with like basic concept language goals that have prepositions. Yeah. But I think I need the R one because the R one I, is great. Yeah. It's time. It's time. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, the next thing on here is what do we like to use or what's our go-to for articulation assessment? That this, this does not necessarily have to include like a standardized measure. Mm-hmm. I personally only use the Goldman Fristo because that's what our district has. I've heard, okay, so first of all, I do have beef with it because the sounds and words subtest never matches up with the sounds and sentences. Never. If Agreed. someone did a deep dive, they could probably find me saying that in several of our (laughs) podcast episodes but I don't like that have you ever used Arizona you know we have it but no I was just gonna say our gold standard is typically the Goldman also so Mm -hmm. um I've looked at it but I really don't think I've actually ever given it have you Mm -hmm. I have not but I hear you know like better we're in so many um like SLP groups and whatever I feel like that's always the one that people are recommending I've just Mm -hmm. never used it yeah, that's cool. Well, and informally, the Biorum again has an informal dynamic assessment, which is mm-hmm. really cool. It's it's more so to um like identify characteristics of apraxia. So I feel like it's more directed towards kids that you think may have CAS and you're kind of trying to f- figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love that assessment. I think it is the, I use the sound inventory for a lot of my speech sound kids across the board, just because Mm -hmm. it helps me be really organized on what speech sounds they can say and what they're stimulable for, not just like what they have independently, but what I can actually get them to produce, especially Mm -hmm. if they have like a lot of speech sound errors. Mm -hmm. Um, it is something you have to pay for, but it's great. I love it. That I have never used that. And I'm, I was trying to find the answer before you were done talking, but I could not. Is that something you just download? Yeah, you download it. It's like a, yeah, it's an electronic resource. Um, I'm not sure how much it, I want to say it's probably, um, it's 45, 45. So, I mean, it's less than a assessment. Yeah. Oh my Um, gosh. Obviously like if you need a standardized score, you would still also need to do something else, but I really like the way it breaks things down. Um, and like I said, like, especially for apraxia, it breaks down the characteristics of apraxia really nicely by each, um, like inconsistent, constant vowel mm-hmm. sounds groping like it has all of them listed and you can like tally how often you hear it um it's really really nice I love it uh the impulsive SLP in me also <laughs> loves that it's just a download and I yes. don't have to wait for anything Quick. in the mail yeah yeah for sure definitely <laughs> 
So what about speech homework? What are your thoughts on like homework for our tick? So um, in the elementary school level, the most that I do is super duper has those like, I think it's super duper. It's such an old book. I don't even know now. They have like the it's a book of like seasonal yeah. activities, yeah, right? It. That I you used to just do that like, all the time in the school yeah. too. Yeah. I feel like that's the most I can do because yeah. they it's are hard. also in school being right. sent home with all of this other homework. Yeah. With my private practice clients, like I have just a few right now that are on articulation and they are elementary school age. Mm-hmm. And those I feel like you know, we go there and like do an activity. For example, Mm -hmm. this past week, we were doing this sound shopping activity where I brought like all of the, like the Amazon toy booklet and the Target toy booklet. Mm -hmm. And we went shopping for our sounds. So they got to flip through, find their sounds in different toys, games, or books, cut them out and put them on the sheet. So for that, usually I always explain homework as like, this this activity that we just did is your homework. You it's, now have a whole list of brand yeah. new words that we haven't practiced before. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. What do you do? So easy. I love that. Well, I was going to say, it's like, it's pretty much the same in outpatient. Like I do try and give or in outpatient, mm-hmm. an outpatient setting, I do try and give homework. Um, it's a hit or miss if kids complete it or not, because mm-hmm. like you said, they're busy with school. They're busy mm-hmm. with other things. Um, sometimes it's not a priority, but there are those families. And especially since I get to see the parents every time, there are those parents and families who are oh, really yeah. like want the homework and do mm-hmm. the work, which is amazing. So, um, absolutely. I'll give it to them if, especially if they're going to do it. Um, I feel like I have been really intentional lately about like the kind of homework I give, like mm-hmm. I only give for speech sound specifically, I only give it if they are able to produce it, like maybe above 50% ish, mm-hmm. because if it's lower than that, the parents aren't going to be able to correct it in yeah. the maybe most correct way, especially if it's like R or S because it's yeah. so hard to hear the difference. And it's hard for parents to like be the therapist in that sense. Yeah. So. And then I just feel like if they are unable to right. do that, they're just reinforcing that Practicing it pattern right. that is already. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Sure. So I try and make sure. So that's hard for kids that are really unintelligible or really have a lot of speech sound errors um, because I might not give homework right away, even if parents really want it, because I really want them to be able to get that sound first before I give it. For but, sure. <clears throat> okay. Next on our list is language assessment. Again, just not including standardized um, what's your like go-to for receptive, expressive language concerns? I mean, the self as boring as that is. I know. No, I do the self too. I have been reading a lot of things about yeah. how it does over-identify. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do think you just really you have other things. You yeah. And you have to yourself. use like clinical judgment yes. on yes. difference versus disorder. Yeah. I'm curious how you are able to, if at all, do language samples in the school setting, because I love language samples, but I know I can imagine in the school (laughs) that it would be really hard to do that. But I feel like I learned so much from getting a language sample, Mm -hmm. but I'm able to have the time to do that. Yeah. Um, So I will say usually for a language sample, I have this really nice checklist and mm -hmm. I think... I think I've got it off of Teachers Pay Teachers. I'll have to look, but it has it broken down into 
like syntax and then all of these different boxes where I can yeah. check if they nice. are using it in their speech, right? Semantics, blah, blah. It also includes pragmatic questions. So honestly, like I can't, I'm just being really, I can't That's dig okay. much deeper no. than that. Yeah. But I do always include a paragraph on that information. I always like to include whether or not an informal language sample results were consistent with standardized right. testing yeah. or weren't. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. And that's kind of how I go from there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it gives a lot of good information, but yes, yeah, some, I know that it's not realistic mm -hmm. that everyone has the time to do it. So I think a checklist, if you can find that, um, or even just make an organizational system for yourself. That's mm -hmm. amazing. Cause then you're at least checking things off. Um, yeah. I also have been giving the test of narrative language recently, which I really mm. like if you've ever given it, it's, it's just way more functional. Um, and I feel like a lot of older kids, older, mm -hmm. like eight and up, mm -hmm. um, the, their narrative skills are sometimes where the breakdown happens. So their self scores may be like 80 to 85, which is mm -hmm. like just barely below. Mm -hmm. Um, but then you look at their narrative language and their personal recount and like all of that. Uh, and that's where the breakdown is. So I've really liked that test. Lately. Nice. I will also say my go-tos for, um, again, it obviously depends on who I'm assessing. Like when I was at my other school and had self-contained rooms with children that had cognitive impairments, or that was at least their certification, I would never give the self because that's just going to give me like scaled scores of ones, right. twos, and threes. Right. I would always give the owls because mm -hmm. then I can at least get an expressive and receptive measure. Yeah. And usually I would give a couple subtests on the told. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So I do quite like that, but I feel like those are my go-tos yeah. for that. Yeah. yeah. Same. So for therapy, mm. oh gosh, I should have. I know it's such a broad, <laughs> so broad. I feel like yeah. language therapy is so broad, right? Like mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of the things that I get are like informal type things because it's like based on their interests or mm -hmm. like I, I try and make things yeah. In their interest. Um, I feel like so much but, of what I've been doing is tying it directly into literacy and oh, tying that, like whatever yeah. their target is. Mm -hmm. Like this past week, I did a whole thing on the three little pigs and regardless of what, right. Like that was our unit. Yeah. Um, and regardless of what their goals were, like maybe they were answering WH questions after maybe we read like the traditional three little pigs and then the true story of the three little pigs. Yeah. And we did like a comparing and contrasting. That's awesome. Maybe we sequence the events, maybe yeah. we whatever, because I feel like they connect to it more that way. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like I find a lot of inspiration on Teachers Pay Teachers too. Like mm -hmm. I don't always download or buy things, but sometimes I just like search on there for what I want. And then I get like inspired and I try mm -hmm. to come up with something. And I know that's, I, I also do buy stuff too. You guys don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, like sometimes, you know what I mean? Sometimes you yeah. have something very specific oh, yeah. and it's hard to like find that, but mm -hmm. I think teachers pay teachers is an, is an awesome, awesome resource for a lot of language stuff. For sure. The next area is very broad. Mm -hmm. Um, we just have, like anything for pragmatics, whether that's therapy or assessment, because, um, I hate I, the topple. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like this is hard too because standardized assessments are kind of like for pragmatics right like now. How? For pragmatics. Yeah. Like, you can't, there's really not anything out there that's good yeah. <laughs> um, or gives you the information that you need. So, yeah, for standardized assessment, assessments, I will only give them if like I need it. But mm-hmm. typically, I'm also doing like a language assessment too. So I really don't give a ton of standardized assessments for pragmatics. Um, I like doing opportunity counts though. I think those are really helpful um, for little ones, like how much they're responding. Is it verbal? Is it gestural? Is it imitative? Mm-hmm. Anything um, for older kids, like comment, how much are they like commenting versus answering questions versus again, mm-hmm. initiating stuff like that. Um, but that's just like from an informal language sample also. So nice. Helpful. Um, one thing I found, I feel like the first or second year I was an SLP because again, I was like, I, the topple is telling me nothing. This is not realistic, whatever. Um, it is a checklist, but it's the elementary social skills checklist mm-hmm. and it breaks it down into several different areas. It's free online, which is amazing. Oh, nice. Um, we can probably link that in our show mm-hmm. notes or post about it, but it breaks, um, social skills down into several different areas. And then there's also subsections. So for example, the first area is social play and emotional development, mm-hmm. and then it breaks it down into beginning play, intermediate play, and advanced play. And it's for teach. I usually give it to teachers because I struggle to get things back consistently yeah. from parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, teachers see pragmatics yeah, all day, every day right. with those students. Yeah, that's, um, that's awesome. So I really like that. And it gives you overall percentage scores mm-hmm. for um, behaviors or characteristics that almost always happen, often happen, sometimes or almost never. So I feel like that's really good. I always do that if pragmatics are on that. the table. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that sounds like, um, cause I know the, the self, I think, and the PLS have like checklists, like home mm-hmm. questionnaire type checklists mm-hmm. that I've given to parents. But to be honest with you, I feel like often it's just something for them to do. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I don't, like I will look at it, but I don't, mm-hmm. feel, again, I don't feel like it tells me too terribly much, at least that I don't already, that I'm not already observing. Yeah. Um, but that sounds, that sounds really nice. Yeah. I feel like the more informal for pragmatic stuff, the better. Mm-hmm. And then as far as therapy, I feel like it's the same way. Like I don't have a ton of formal yeah. therapy materials for. Yeah. Um, I don't. And if I do, it might be like, I know I have a deck of, um, I think they're just called emotion cards from super duper. Mm. And it's like people with different looks on their faces or whatever. Um, I just saw a light bulb go off in your head. (laughs) Have you heard of the Kimochi? I think it's called. Yeah. K I M O C H I feelings pack. It's like these little, they're these little stuffed animals. They come in a little bag. Um, and they're like different emotions and they have like different faces. And then they come with these cards, um, that like talk about the emotions. I don't have them, but I've been wanting them. They're really expensive. (laughs) I saw them at a conference, um, at our state conference last year, there was a table for them and they just look so fun and cute, especially for little kids for identifying and talking about emotions. Um, and I do a lot of incorporation of that with stuttering therapy too. So I really want them, but they're super cute. Look them up if they, if you, I am looking. Okay. That reminds me of, have you heard of a little spot of emotion? Somebody was just talking to me about this. Okay. So super similar. And I just got the set. (gasps) 
Um, and it's sitting in my office and every single kid, regardless of why they're there, um, yeah. points them out because they think they're that. so fun or cute oh, or right. That. Like squish mellow E and yeah, that's cool geez. when you're an elementary school kid. That. So that looks very similar, but I'll have to look at this other one. Yeah. yeah it's cute. They're, um, they're stuffed animals. So like, I know that's kind of hard. Like we have, oh, sure. that, we have that difficulty in our clinic too, like keeping things yeah yeah um so you know do with that what you will but they are super cute if you look them up all right so speaking of stuttering therapy and stuttering evaluation um sorry let's do one or the other let's do (laughs) let's do evaluation first um I feel like this is also one where um people are kind of moving away from standardized assessment however I still do the SSI personally because I find that if I don't, I have gotten dinged with insurance for not doing yeah. standards assessment. It's the only one that it's the only reason I do it. Literally yeah, to same. check a but I, I just never did it, it again. Yeah, yeah. It's so just do it. And honestly, like it doesn't take that long. Um, I really yeah. just I do it in real time because I'm used to that. Mm-hmm. And I know that's hard for some people, but um, like I take the speaking samples in real time and then I just run it through and yeah go but I really like the oasis I also know that Mm -hmm. sometimes um like I have heard some people say it's that one's a little hard too because does it encompass like the full experience of people who stutter um because sometimes it is a little negative I will say like some Mm -hmm. kids are not appropriate for it even though it does go down to what age seven I think Mm -hmm. um but some little kids like they just can't no, like kind of information. Yet? Yeah. Like a month ago, I gave it to Oof. a seven-year-old mm-hmm. and I feel like those questions, it's hard, not like triggered him, but made him more almost, it almost like pointed out, like, should I be feeling should that be, way yes. or are other people exactly. feeling that way? And then yeah. that was a little bit of a, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I'll just give like certain subtests, like the general information one mm-hmm. or um, quality of life one I like, but like yeah. I feel like I find, I find it more helpful with like teens and adults mm-hmm. because I see the same thing with kids. Kids are sometimes really uncomfortable with answering those questions. Um, but sometimes it's helpful to do it later, like after you've evaluated them and you know them. Um, so that's an option too, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And then there is a new, I think at the VRYC at the Vanderbilt rating scale for, oh my gosh, let me look it up. Um, but that's a new preschool one that just came out and it's to give to parents. Um, it's really cool. Actually. It basically evaluates what the parent is already doing, um, mm. for like supporting their child in the home environment. Um, oh, I I'll, like that. I'll find you guys the name of it. Cause it's, it's like the VR. I'm looking I know, but, um, it came out like super recently. I heard about it on a, po- a podcast. Mm-hmm. So it's like very recent, which is nice too. Um, but Have yeah, ever... I give it to parent. To oh, no, God. Super quick. Oh, nice. Have you ever used the childhood stuttering screening for physicians? Oh, that's with, uh, the stuttering therapy resources. Yeah. Right? They just came out with that too. Yeah. I, I have not gotten it, but I've seen it. Yeah. It's amazing. It's to give mm-hmm. it's like a pre-screener for, um, doctors. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've heard that's really cool. I just had no clue they even had that. Yeah. Amazing. Right. There's like mm-hmm. a lot of new things coming out for stuttering lately. Just like. amazing. Um, so 
therapy. Sorry, I'm still, I'll, I'll find the preschool for you guys. I promise. <laughs> it's just like deep so in all you of You said it's things. Vanderbilt? From Vanderbilt. Yep. And it starts with a V. That's and if okay, I, maybe. if I ever can find like all of my things, it's just, I have like 10,000. Okay. V-R-Y-C-S. Um, Vanderbilt responses to your child's speech reading skill for parents of young children who stutter. It's a very long there name. It is. But it's in an article. So it's not really like some, it's not even something you buy. It's like within an article. And so what I do is I like print off the appendix or whatever, and I just like cut it and give like their version to them. And then you score it yourself. Oh, um, But it's great. Like it, it just gives you a lot of guidance about what, what I like about the articles. It explains like, yes, it's great to give them those seven tips that we get from the stuttering foundation. Right. But like some parents sure. might already be doing that. And mm-hmm. they also may not really understand that like, okay, yes, I don't interrupt him, but like, it's also important to teach them about like communication boundaries. And okay. If you teach this kid that nobody can interrupt him, is that teaching them good, like communication Mm. style skills? Like, is that giving them, and yes, that's, that's correct. But like, there's all these buts, right? So Mm -hmm. it just kind of gives you a deeper look into how to counsel the family a little bit, um, which is super helpful because preschoolers who stutter are really hard for me. So I feel like Mm -hmm. I spend a lot of time with talking about or talking with the parents for that. Yeah. So that is free. Mm -hmm. No. Yes. Oh my gosh. I need to find that. Yeah. So if you look at the article, I'll send it to you guys. I can put that in the notes too. It's, (gasps) um, yeah, it's an article just, you can find on Asha wire. Um, it's recent, like I said, but, and then for therapy, stuttering therapy resources. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they have a, they have, do, do you have the school age? Um, like the stutter I don't, that's ne- age? very next on yeah. my list. It's great. It's wonderful. It has like some really great worksheets in there. Um, they also have an early childhood one that has some good worksheets, um, or wait, is that, I'm sorry, is that them or is that, that might be stuttering foundation. I can't remember. Those um, are definitely the two hubs that house all of the go-tos for yes. me though. Yeah, for sure. There's also, I'll just put a plug in it. There is a cluttering book called Managing Cluttering. Um, it's by, I think, Scalar, Scott, and Ward. And it is, it's very similar to the school age um, one by Yaros and Reeves for stuttering, but it's mm-hmm. for cluttering. So it's like all these worksheets. It's amazing. Oh. So if you don't know anything about cluttering, it like, basically it breaks it down for you. And then I love you all these worksheets. It's phenomenal. Highly. That's amazing. Yeah. And then wow, I- my shopping list is like growing. I know me too. I have so many tabs open, like, I and know. I need this. I, I know. This. Yeah. Everything else for stuttering therapy, kind of like pragmatic stuff is pretty based on the client, like pretty mm-hmm. informal, I feel like. Yeah, for sure. All right. What's next? Go um, to teachers pay teacher sellers like do you okay so the question is who is your go-to teachers pay teacher seller do you have one do you feel like you just type in what you're looking for and get what grabs you to be honest with you I type in what I'm looking for I often do hit the like ascending to find the free first Mm -hmm. um yeah I I can't even really give credit. I feel like, because I feel like it's pretty random for me. Yeah, no, that's so fair. The one I will say has really good um, stuff that ties into literacy is speechy musings. Yes. So she's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so- speechy also has some really good stuff that I've gotten mm-hmm. recently. Yeah. 
So I don't really have a go-to either. I I kind of hop all over. Me and like too. I said, I like to do themed stuff. So that yeah. doesn't really fall under one yeah. person. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a go-to Instagram SLP yes. where I know <laughs> where like, if you had a question or a thought or like, I wonder if they have a resource on this, who would you type in? So I feel like I, when I think those thoughts, it's generally around stuttering. So, okay. um, my top like three besides the obvious of like stuttering therapy resources and all that. that yeah. We yeah. Have, yeah. Are Martha speech. She's awesome. Amazing. Um, SJ or sorry. Is it SJ? SJ stuttering therapy. No NJ stuttering therapy. I'm sorry. You're fine. Um, she, she would be like, uh, you know that, um, <laughs> because she's from New Jersey. So it's NJ, NJ stuttering therapy. And then, um, do you know, um, brown bear? Yes. Or brown cub speech. Is it brown bear? Brown, cub? brown cub, brown bear cub speech, brown cub speech. Cause they yes. are, they are, um, brown cub speech. They are, um, graduates of the university of Toledo. And they also studied under Dr. Gobble. Yes. So I love them. I've, I've talked with them a few times and they have actually some really great resources on teachers pay teachers as well. Um, for stuttering and they've created some really cool, um, like solution. They're very, um, into like solution focused brief therapy yeah, worksheets and things. And there's some really cool, they have some really cool worksheets on that, um, that I feel like are hard to come by. Cause there's not a lot out there on that. Um, yeah, we need to get them on the podcast. We do. You're right. We really <gasps> They're awesome. Oh my um, gosh. I'm scrolling. Now. I feel You're bad that I botched their name. I'm sorry. You're <laughs> I botched everybody's name, but yes, we need to add them to the list. Absolutely. Um, totally fine because all of this we're reading for the, right. the very first time. Right. Um, I feel like my go-to is Graham, Amy Graham. Mm-hmm. I don't know what her handle is, but I'm sure it's Graham. It's like Graham SLP yeah. speech therapy. Maybe. Yeah. She's my go-to for a lot of reasons. Um, I feel like she has really good speech sound cue, mm-hmm. like those little, what are they called? Are they called reels when they're saved at the top? I think so. Yeah. Oh, the pinned? Yeah, sure. Pinned. Yeah. Yeah. So those are, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, those are really good. I feel like I hop onto those looking yeah. for specific tips or cues. Yeah. Um, I feel like the other ones, and I know this is a little bit lower on our list, maybe mm-hmm. I follow a lot of people that sell SLP merch, like mm-hmm. cute shirts yeah. and all the stuff. I have a whole separate wardrobe for just that. Yeah. Um, I love, do you have a go-to for that? Well, I was going to say, thanks Morris. She does have more stuff, but she's like, she's an OG for us. She was one of the first people on our podcast. Actually, she started up her online following and, um, Mm -hmm. merchandise and just SLP world around the same time we did. Mm -hmm. So we love her. Maria's awesome. I follow her. She's one of the few SLPs accounts I actually follow on my personal one also because yes, she, posts, she posts like lifestyle stuff too yeah. so she's great I know her sense of style is yes I love this yeah um as far as like a cute shirt sweatshirt whatever Emily B speech is the one I feel mm-hmm. like I'm always mm-hmm. on uh to the point where I have to stop because 
enough is enough. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. The next thing on our list is a great book or resource that you frequently go back to, to reference and mine for sure, just because in the elementary school setting, I have a ton of Arctic mm-hmm. is the eliciting speech sounds. That thing's it's like a Bible. Bible. It's funny because grad students will like not know what that is. And mm-hmm. then when they leave, they're like, okay, yes, I actually I need that. Because we yeah. have a clinic copy and sometimes they don't get their own. And I'm like, no, no, you're going to want your own copy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. So I love that you said that. That's awesome. Because mm-hmm. it really does follow you forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of one. I feel like, I mean, I already said the stuttering for school age. I feel like I look at that a lot. Um, I also, like, I know this isn't, well, it's a, it's a resource, not necessarily a book. I go on Asha Wire all the time because mm-hmm. I'm really like, I'm trying well. And because I feel like, because I'm with grad students all the time, I feel like mm-hmm. I have to check myself and like <laughs> make sure that everything is recent that I'm saying. Um, but I do think it's really helpful. I think, um, there's also not just articles, but like there's stuff from the leader on there too, so mm. that you can read like even blogs and stuff, um, just to kind of, help me make sure that I am up to date. And like, there's so many different approaches and things. And I just want to make sure that I'm getting it right. So that's helpful for sure. A resource we always recommend. Am I going to say the same thing? 15? Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, (laughs) because if it's tried and true, like mine, definitely Biorum. Yeah. One I can think of specifically to parents because I work so closely with them Mm -hmm. is the whole brain child, the book. That's great. I bought that. You know what? I bought that when I was in grad school, actually, after going to my first conference, Mm -hmm. I saw it there and yes, it's still in my bookshelf to this day and I still open it. I just started rereading it yeah. when I had a flight a couple weekends ago. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, I have such a different perspective now that's as a awesome. clinician and a parent. And a parent. I'm like, oh. I'm sure. Oh my yeah. gosh, that's awesome. Yeah. I feel like for parents, it's hard because I feel like I, I try and direct them maybe to websites and stuff, mm. but um, I've always really liked Laura Mises things. Do you know who mm, she is? She does um, teach me to talk. She has like a podcast and it's for EI, mostly like early intervention. Oh, yeah. She has some with autism, um, but it's mostly, I feel like early inter- intervention, late talkers, little ones. Um, but I love her content. I, I feel like she has a lot of really good um easy to read and easy to digest, digest for parents mm-hmm. quick videos and like podcasts. Um, so I'll often direct them to like specific episodes or specific blogs, because I feel like it's just really parent friendly. And I love the content. She has some really great, she has a ton of stuff on there too. I definitely know who she is now that I see yeah, her. She's great. Um, a, a new resource. Ooh, a new resource that you've just started using. And you're like, everyone needs to know about it. Oh God. This okay. is the one where I don't know if I have one. I yeah. Have I, don't be know honest, if I, have one either because... I feel like I need to broaden my horizon. I know I use, I use a lot of, here's one. Okay. It's not as new. Um, it's not, it's not new, but I, I recently have had a lot of lists on my caseload and that mm. is not my, um, Forte? area of expertise. I don't love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the straight speech program, Mm. guys, if you guys know what that is, it's a list program. It's where you're shaping T to S essentially. Um, but it's very systematic and like you use the straw and you use like a bunch of tactile cues. And, um, it basically just gives you the steps 
there's like 17 steps, but it gives you to them one by one, but it works miracles. Um, and I will say like, I'm always the first to try and go really quick through lists. Like, okay, here's Mm -hmm. what it is. Let's try and get to our S words, but it takes like a very hands-on approach of like, no, we really are going to just do tea for a little bit. We're really just going to use the straw to make our exploding tea for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, and very intentionally tries to shape the S and I've just seen it work wonders. So it's a really great program. I love that. Okay. This is not one that I've used, but I've seen so much on it lately. Um, and I'm just curious your thoughts or if you've Mm -hmm. used it, the speech buddies. Okay. There's a couple different versions. Okay. And some are called speech buddies. Some are called like, mm, now I have to pull up Google. Basically they're, (laughs) they're those things that you put in the child's mouth to either push their tongue back to make the R, the or R. et cetera. Yeah. Okay. There I are a couple different ones. Them. What are your thoughts? I, I need to do more research on it, to be honest with you. Okay. Is the, is it, I'm curious, is it like a Mayo thing? Yes. So yes. I think that's that, not that start... that's a bad thing. I'm, right, just, right. I'm just, that sounds like, like yeah. kind of Mayo related. Um, yeah. So they have them for R S. S H C H and L maybe, so but used- now, now other companies of course have branched off and made their and own, their own version yeah. and they have like accompanying videos on how you use them and blah, blah, blah. Is it something that like you use in tandem with therapy or do you, is it there all the time? I just really don't know that much. No, about it no, much. that's a great question. So there's a couple different versions. Uh-huh. Um, the one I'm about to mention is not speech buddy, but the name is escaping me. That one you put in the child's mouth or the um, client's mouth. Mm-hmm. And that one pushes the tongue to where it should be when producing R. However, you're not supposed to produce the sound with it in your mouth. Huh. Interesting. I'm not sure the entire, I know nothing I mean, about muscle, it. Muscle relate, like the whole yeah. muscle memory thing like that, I guess. Yeah. There are mm-hmm. other ones that you have in your mouth and you are to produce the sound yeah. with that. Um, For me, I, so here's my thing. I feel like in a clinical setting, I don't know how feasible that is because now they right. obviously do say you can like sanitize, whatever, all right. blah, blah, blah. But I don't know how practical that is to use, use yeah. with like a wide variety of clients. I yeah. don't know. I don't know much about it. I feel like this is maybe an episode we need to do. Well, and yeah, if anybody listening has used these, yeah. let us know. I would love to do an episode learning about it because uh-huh. I, to be honest, haven't, I feel like I've heard about it in passing, but I really haven't heard of anybody actually using it. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, would love to hear that. Um, I want to go back to a resource you all please recommend real quick because I can't believe that we haven't touched on EET, the expanding expression tool. Oh my gosh. I don't know how either because I live and die with it. Save. I use it all the time. All All right. Well, you you guys have probably heard us talk about EET before. So that's a good one. Yeah. If you don't have it, get it. It's great. Um, Yeah. uh, This is the first year I've had the actual string, the strand with the beads. Do you sing the song? There's like the chant. Oh I yeah. Always, like it's not really a song. It's like a chant. Like the Oh my gosh, when know. you said song, I was like, have I missed There something? should be a song. <laughs> yeah, what? More um like I do. I do do yeah. the little mm-hmm. it's the shebang. It's yeah. cute. It works. Mm-hmm. It's great. I I've just... been using it with my um 
ML students, my multilingual yeah. students, because that's where the program is housed for our district at the elementary level. So that's new to me this year. Yeah. And it is so great. Awesome. I love it. I, it makes me nostalgic because it's like Rachel and I learned about it together yeah. at the Ohio state conference when we were yeah. in grad school. So, and so look great. at us, we still use it. Yeah. All right. Um, no- oh, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> um, last but not least a non SLP Instagram that you love. Oh, this is fun. So not cause we aren't all speech all the time. Guys. Exactly. <laughs> a okay, non- you first, you look like you have some. Okay. Well, I was going to do one that is, um, the name is also escaping me. I was going to do one that is still, um, semi-related to the speech world and that's learn with chatterboxes oh yes oh my gosh she's awesome she's amazing um she also started around when we did she initially was one of the first two that was on our podcast yeah she initially started off selling like little chatterbox kits and Mm -hmm. different themes and then has totally shifted and she's huge yeah she's amazing I haven't actually looked at her Instagram recently but oh my gosh you're gonna get on there and be like this is a whole different thing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I know. Yeah. She's awesome. Well, I follow way too many like influencer type people. So I, yeah. won't, I won't bore you guys with all of them. Um, but I really here, let me, let me do my, um, your deep dive, my deep dive girls who eat. This is like a clean eating one. I really oh. like it. Um, I'm really into the whole, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm crunchy, but I really do like a good, you know, healthy crunchier than lifestyle. Me. Um, but she does some really good, like afford how to have like healthy food be affordable. She's really oh. great. Um, she sometimes is a little like too out there with like the non-toxic stuff that then I do but mm-hmm. she has some really great like recipes and just stuff for clean eating that I really like um and then if any of you out there Peloton I'm obsessed <gasps> with Callie she's Love. my favorite she's my absolute favorite and she's newly pregnant um oh, and so she's just I the did cutest. See that she's I know so cute and I I love her she makes like all these mocktail recipes too which oh, are fun. fun um and now she's um she's doing like more prenatal workouts and stuff, which is cool for any of you out there that want that, but she's awesome to follow. Oh my gosh. I love it. And then I feel like one that the whole world follows or maybe not is dress up buttercup. She's my, she's like the original one I started following when I started getting into like influencers. I love And all the sales. I'm in it for the sales. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good one to end on. I love it. (laughs) We reached the end. Okay. If you guys heard us mention something, um, a category and you're like, oh my gosh, how could they have not said blah, blah, blah. Please tell us. And if you want links for things that we don't, or that we didn't put links for in our notes, please let us know also. Yeah. And if you'd like another one of these episodes where we cover, um, different things that are recommended, I would say for yeah. like voice or swallowing, we mm-hmm. would love to kind of chat with some of the people that we built a network um, with for those areas, just because yeah. Claire and I don't specifically work directly with them. Yeah. But we do want to make sure we share that with you if you guys are interested. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Bye. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. You can find me, Rachel, on Instagram at supersweetspeech or on my website, speechissupersweet.com. And you can find me, Claire, on Instagram 
at kindly underscore speech or on Facebook on kindly speech. And then you can email Rachel and I, if you have any questions or concerns, we are let's talk about speech podcast at gmail.com. Thanks.